Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Next page in the book is real hey! football. That's the next page in the Thank book, guys. God! Bull's been screaming for the last hour. Oh, it doesn't matter. God. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Bull, what do you think about preseason? It sucks. Does it it's count? useless. It's meaningless. <laughs> and every year, these idiots in the media. Yes, my fellow media members, they're idiots. They overhype. Oh, they're, they're animal. Every time I listen to something on the radio and we're making judgments based on the preseason, I immediately shut it off. And you should all do the same thing. People are idiots. Well, your mistake was turning it on in the first place. That's true. Actually, I'll say Fair. Well, yeah. welcome to the program, by the way. Uh, yeah. Welcome to another week. Brad's in the hot seat. Oh. Jay Lloyd is here. Do, you're, you've been in the media your whole life. Yeah. I don't think you put more stock in the preseason than what – I don't. No. I look at it for what it is, glorified practice. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens haven't lost a preseason game in forever, and we celebrate that. The Browns went 4-0, and they threw a parade. <laughs> sure. The one year, and they didn't win a game in the regular season. Right. Yeah. The, I believe the Rams went winless in the preseason last year, if I remember correctly. The only thing, I think the one mistake that I think we watched in real time was Stefanski not playing the core group of his Pro Bowl caliber starters one down. I think that was a mistake. Not necessarily, you're not playing to win these games. You're playing to get ready for the meaningful right, game. Right, right. And I, 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 to your point is exactly taken correctly because I, I can't understand for the life of me how you don't put some people out there just to get them going, right? And it's, a, it's, it's hard to sit back and say, all right, I'm going to hold all my quarterbacks out. I'm going to hold my first teamers out. And I'm looking across the league. People are finding a way to put their guys in just for a bit. Steelers played their starters the entire first half yesterday. They did, and, but and, the Bengals haven't either. It depends on the coach. But I, I sit here and I, I get the other <laughs> side of it and say, listen, I'm trying to injury prevention, but I have to get people prepared to play here because we're going basically in two weeks from zero to 100 now. That's exactly That's right. Zero to 100, yeah. and I'm always worried about it. And I'd say this. I don't look at the, the preseason games for the results. It's my time to do an analysis on my personnel to see exactly what they have. And also, you want to develop chemistry. Right. Well, you, particularly when you have a new quarterback and a new wide receiver that have never taken meaningful snaps together, we haven't seen Cooper and Brissett well, one play yeah, together. I, I, listen, every coach has got their own philosophy. I do like the idea of some guys playing at least a tiny bit. But ultimately, I, I don't know. I, has there been a study done to show whether the guys play more or less in the preseason? No, turn? I doubt and it. And since they've changed the rules. Because you don't know what they're playing against. Right, that's and So right. that's the variable in the experience. Right, and listen, the preseason has its value to the team. It's just not, there's no value to us in being able to analyze What we shouldn't team. do is look at results and say, oh boy, here right. we go. Now, there were parts of what I saw Saturday that troubled me. That I, I don't think our our. The back end of our defense should look like they don't know where they well, are. I don't, I don't think it's the back end of the defense. You have a hole in the middle of the well, line the, here. Well, the that's interior, a, yeah, that's interior a freaking line. freaking problem. But, but I, I, so what I do is, so I think our running backs room and our, and our defensive backs are the cream of our crop. Wouldn't you say? Fair. I, I was stunned at the play of the back of our defense. Now, I know that Ward's not in there, and yeah. I know Newsom's not in there. 
But there are some guys in there that they're going to rely and count on heavily this year. And I was just, I was, it was well, a little head-scratching to me that guys were that wide open. Well, I think that when you when you have two lockdown corners in it, it, it tightens you up a, a significant Sure, a absolutely. Amount. So I can't say I like what I see in the back. But there was miscommunication. That's what troubled yeah. me the well, most. Here, well, there were guys that... You, Greedy Williams looks bad. <laughs> The way he got sauced up the other day, I was like, wait a minute. Now, yeah, this that's a, not this, supposed to this happen. This is a basic shakedown and you got shook down. Are you worried at all about that, Bull? Zero. I'm not worried None. about it at all. No, because I, my two best cornerbacks didn't play. Sure. Ultimately, that's but it. But those that did play. But here's the was thing. Was there anything troubling in there? That- I mean, but, you know, some of the – I get it. They did start some of their players, right? They, you know, Grant Delpit got hurt. He played a little bit before that. John Johnson was out there for a little while. Greedy Williams, you mentioned. Uh, no, it doesn't worry me because when you're preparing for these preseason games, it's, it is just a glorified practice. There's sure. no game plan. There's no prepping for the other team or watching film on the other team. Uh, and so that's why I can't read anything into it. I guess, you know, if I see some guy show great speed or a kicker make a kick or whatever, okay, I could read something yeah. into that. But ultimately the third and fourth cornerbacks being asked to do with the first. I mean, it could. if you want to say, well, I'm, I'm going to be uncomfortable if my top two cornerbacks get hurt because of what I saw, okay. And that's a real I'd be uncomfortable team, either way. Yeah. I mean, most teams are going to be uncomfortable right. if their top two corners get hurt. Jason, does, did you see anything that would raise a red flag back there for you? No. The the thing that I kind of watched was Togi and Winfrey getting zero push in the middle. Zero push. Yeah, I know. But when you're looking on the back end, you know, when you're missing Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, and Zenzo Ward and Greg Newsom, I don't think there's much you can read into it. And I thought Tyvis had a great point last week when he was talking about the play where Josh Rosen beat him over the top for a touchdown. And he was watching, I forget now how the progressions that he went through, he was watching the safety. If one guy went that way, he was supposed to go that way. Right. And I think when you're out there with guys who you don't play a lot with, yeah. who aren't going to be on the field when the games matter, it can impact the guys who are out Absolutely. there. Yeah, especially to the units that work together, the offensive line, right. the defensive backfield. Right. Right. Let's, let's focus on the interior of the defensive line. But even line. that, I mean, yes, we knew going in that the interior defensive line was a concern. They haven't stood out in any way in the preseason. I get it, and it's easy to I panic. think they stood out in a bad way. Well, these guys are going to play. That's true, the guys that but... It's going to be a little easier for them when Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney are playing. It will be, I, I, but I, I on think, running I, plays, I, I think that's bad. I think that I think the defensive interior frees up Clowney <laughs> and Garrett. Right? I don't think Garrett and Clowney they do, but they don't. I need you got to give me a somebody that has a push. Right? There has to be a concern that there's somebody in the middle that they that has to be dealt with. Yeah. And what I'm seeing the other way, we're getting pushed back. We're, I mean, Tony guys making a tackle downfield. I'm like, where, where, are we, where are we at up front here? Yeah. I, we have a problem here that has to be addressed. And I know that if you've been in this business, <laughs> that you should know that. To what, Bull's point, I mean, they're starting tailback average three yards per carry. It wasn't like he had a good game, David but, Montgomery. But to Bull's point, I, yeah. I don't think you can put a lot in the preseason. But I look at guys like Tommy Togiai and, and right. Winfrey, guys who have never done anything in the league. It is important to them, and I think yeah. they do need to put good plays on tape. Mm-hmm. And what about Perry on Winfrey too? I mean, we've uh, seen enough of him. I I had so much hope and expectations for him. He's a good talker. Well, he's that, a great well, talker, but guys, I haven't seen got his carried game away because elevate. of that. His sure, game hasn't they been impressive. He was yeah. what? what but we got to see him play he in the regular season. Fifth, sixth, he's a late fourth. pick. I mean, how much could you have expected? Right, right, and hopefully, well, our expectations were ramped up with because of the talk. Yes, no doubt. We we in Cleveland should be immune to that. By and by the way, about your boy Cade York. Listen, I think he's going to be really good. In all seriousness, but we got to take it down a notch. I don't care that he's making seventy-yard field goals in practice. I want him making kick. 
mistakes in the yeah. game, and he has missed two you, kicks. I'll tell you why that's important. Just yeah, a 58 yarder and a 55. Got to make those. In this division, you got to make those. That's why we drafted him. I, I'm yeah, with you. Go on, yeah, go you're not going to make every kick. Somebody, somebody, no, he's got to make two-thirds last, of those kicks. Last week well, when well, I was you, on the you, show, you, 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 you had commented, he's got to make every kick, he's got to make every kick. Yes. I had, I had, uh, so I talked to Jay Feely about that. Like, do, do you want to make every kick? He said, you know, the pre, the kickers are doing things in the preseason too. He said guys used to aim at uprights. Can you imagine? I mean, you're talking about something that's that big. Yeah. He said guys used to aim at uprights or try to put it six inches inside an upright. Just to, and he said one of the things he always did was he tried to shrink the uprights. Like a golf he track. would always, he would, you know, exactly. Like and Jay's a, a tremendous golfer. Like a golf he track. would always look at it as a fairway. I could be okay if right. I'm on the right. edge. Right. I want to be in the middle. So guys, a lot of time in the preseason are working on things we don't even yeah, know about. Yeah, that's fine. I'm and, just saying and, he's got to make kicks in the regular season. That's all that matters. He does. Not and, that he gets a 70 yard on practice. Here's why folks get excited about 70 yards, okay? Yeah. Most guys can't even think of that. I've never seen a 70-yard kick. I haven't seen a 70-yarder ever. Even in warm-ups. He's going to be warm-ups. Even in warm-ups. He's going to be really good. It's an NFL record for a reason. Now, I don't really care that he made it in practice or whatever. Here's what I care about. He has the leg to get it there. Yes, absolutely. And and so here's what that does. You're late in the game. You're down by one or two. You now don't need to get to the 35-yard line. You need to get to about the 48-yard line. The one thing I want to, to, to realistically, well, the one, the one, no, but the, listen, the one thing if, you're, if there's one second left right. and you've got you a Hail Mary opportunity you or you've got a shot well, for a 65 yarder, well, you've got the kicker that can get the ball there and you can't make it. It's like a putt. It can't go in if it doesn't get to the hole. Jay, the, the thing that I, the, I think is going to be very good. I think right. he's shown that and so I will say when you, I don't care if you miss a 58 yard or 55 yard. I mean, you're in the game here. Sure. Right. No, no, I do care. That's you're, all that matters. Make well, your no, kicks in the, in the game. Is the matter. The one, the one thing that we have to and learn. And we start judging them in two weeks. Like yes. everybody the else. One, Absolutely. The one thing that we have to learn here is just simply this, right? He has to get used to kicking down at the lakefront. You aren't kidding. That's yeah, that, you aren't is, kidding. that is the neutral. You could tell on the ball on the 58 yes, yarder that he you missed. Could. You could see the late movement in it. And that's what is always so tricky. And that's what takes kickers sometimes years to figure out. Phil Dawson had the luxury of working there for so long that he learned something every time he kicked there. Right. It will definitely be a work in progress. Cade York's going to miss kicks. This He's going to miss be, kicks that he should make. This will not be All the, kickers this do. This will not be the Bayou. This is not Baton Rouge. This no, is, no, this no. Is not it's going to be difficult, <laughs> particularly late when the winds are swirling and it's colder and the ball doesn't travel mm-hmm. as well. I don't. I haven't seen anything. But I like what I see. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like what I see. Um, let's talk briefly about Jacoby Brissett. We'll come back to him with Joe and with Tim. The reaction, but, uh, Jay, go ahead, I'm go sorry. Ahead. The reaction was absurd I thought it was on my timeline. Too. Yeah. We know what Jacoby Brissett is. How do we not get this? Yeah. Jacoby Brissett didn't just join the league last year. We know he's a below average quarterback. Right. He's never been great. He's never going to be great. That doesn't mean he couldn't have a good game or two. But he's been in the league long enough that we know exactly what he is. But I think the reason he's an offensive manager. But now the the franchise is on his shoulders. So I like it or not, they've got to carry him. He can't carry them. Well, the quarterback pulls the wagon. It doesn't go the other way around. I do not agree that. First of all, I agree with you that that we know what he is. Yes. I will not agree that he's a below average quarterback. He's just a manager of this, right? And here, I'm do you not, have do you have this, him this, top? This, this yeah, is, do you have him as top sixteen? This is this in the NFL. Here. I don't need him to be in the top sixteen. No, he's him, not though. I he is him, a below. I, I pulls need, right. I need him to manage the game. You do. I've got horses here. Yes. What I like, what I saw was he got the ball out of his hand. He wasn't sitting here trying to make crazy plays like Mayfield, right? Yeah. I got these horses. I'm depending on the horses behind me now. And can he get the ball out? 
Did he find Bell across the top? Was he threading the needle in here? Was he afraid? Well, most he, of them were he, very short, quick he, passes. But he was not afraid. No. <laughs> no, well, I wouldn't expect him to be. He's, no, he's got his yeah. This isn't his first. By the way, as much as everybody wants to crap on Anthony Schwartz, and we'll get to that. Yeah. That long pass for set through to him, that was not. That was almost an impossible play to make. Yeah. I can't blame him for that one. That no. was that was ridiculous. I don't think I, there are other things to blame him for. Sure. We, we'll plenty, come back to Anthony plenty, Schwartz. But, There's a lot on that bone. Yes. Yeah. And we'll chew on that later. I but, saw a quarterback who failed to elude the rush, who is not fast enough to elude. To, that to that was my concern. I was like, wow, he's slow footed. I saw offense that looked awful lot like last year. It took him a minute and a half to go 30 yards. I'm like, I've seen this before. You yeah. can't do that in the NFL. Yeah. Three, and I think it did end in points. And they had three and a half minutes, and it took them a minute and a half to go 30 yards. And yeah. I'm like, well, you tell me that after you have you have you put uh, Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. I mean, well, like, in that situation, I don't know how much you're going to use those guys. No, no, if you're looking to throw the ball downfield. My game plan is definitely, definitely, differently deployed when I have them behind. But me. there yeah. are points in games when you have to go. And you need right big, you need yeah. chunk plays in there's a short no, there's amount no of time. Question. There's and no I question. don't see it in this yeah, offense. And, and so I want to. I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I wanted to drill down on today. Because as I was watching, I know that a lot of coaches they, they go out there with six or seven plays. They're not showing everything. Right. But I got to tell you, I had your thought exactly. My my thought was, is it 2021 again? Because just the play calling, the the lack of real any real urgency. It was a little bit troubling. I'm going to give points for the fact that it was the preseason, but what better time to work on that? This is your last chance. Right. It's your last dress rehearsal. And I thought, I was glad that they were in that situation because I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's, let's see go. what we got now because he's going to be in this spot. And it just felt like, well, fashion, like last year. It's the fans have become a cliche. I mean, he got these quote statements. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to show anything. Everything is bland. I'm like, show me something. Give me yeah. some. I, they well, were without all their stars. I mean, they, by the time they had that two-minute drill, they were down. They were they didn't start two of their starting offensive linemen, and then right. uh, what's his name got hurt. Uh, they were down twenty-one yeah, nothing out. at that point. You yeah. didn't have your two top backs, and you didn't play with Amari Cooper. Now we can criticize them for doing that, but that's still the fact. You know, I, but they, we knew Jacoby Brissett's never been fleet of foot. I mean, if you no. were if you were an NFL head coach, because yeah. there's now there's varying philosophies. And Absolutely. it was interesting as I was watching the Steelers yesterday and I saw TJ Watt limp off the field. I'm like, whoa, yeah, Stefanski like Johnson, Johnson, Johnson got hurt. Johnson got hurt. I, thought, I, thought, I, got I hurt. saw that too. But you know what? The folks that I was watching with made a great point. If you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. It doesn't matter if it's the preseason or the regular season. You can't put these guys in glass cases. And fortunately for the Steelers, TJ Watt's injury doesn't appear to be serious, nor does Johnson's. But if you're an NFL head coach, are you more Tomlin or are you more Stefanski? I, I don't think it matters which camp you're in. Andy Reid's had a ton of success playing guys. Sure. And Sean McVay didn't play anyone. The point that I would make is Kevin Stefanski had these guys ready to go week one last year at Kansas City, doing it his way. Now, yeah. the, his first game at Baltimore was a disaster two years ago. That was a complete meltdown. It was his first game as yeah. a head coach, coming off COVID and everything else. Okay, no, yeah, let me interrupt you quickly. The only difference being this year is that we haven't seen these guys play together. It's a new, new quarterback, quarterback, new lead wide receiver. Right. And the core of wide receivers, that, 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 that's completely oh, no, different. Don't, don't even but, get me going on that because if, if it was anything that was apparent on Saturday, they are wide receivers short. Yeah, yes, they are. One, I think. Yes, they are. Yeah. I like you no. can go back and get all these other dudes, these these dudes you find on the street for anywhere. But, we need another receiver here but, in a major way. But it's not like Jacoby Brissett and these receivers have had no reps together. We just haven't seen them. No, they played. Ten, right. They've in, had in practice. They've had practice reps. The only thing is when you're going, I know they had the Eagles with the joint practices, but. For the most part, when you're going against your own defense, they know the tendencies. Yeah, yeah. They know where the throw is coming. They know all of that stuff. It is so different when you're going up against a defense that that's hostile. 
that wants to get you, that wants to hurt you, that wants to bring you to the ground. So I don't know. I, I, it's I think I'm somewhere players. in the middle it's, it's, between Stefanski uh, and Amari Tomlin. Cooper and Jacoby Brissett are veterans. They've been in the league a while. Yeah. If they were young players, I'd be leaning more but, towards but, playing but, them. But, Bull, do you put any weight in this the, the, the chemistry? You always hear about guys say, you know, star quarterback and star, star receiver worked out 12 different times in the offseason. That's why their timing is impeccable. Yeah. I, I, what but I'm they are doing at, all that, right? They're no, they doing are, but I'm talking about in the, in the offseason. You'll right. hear quarterback and wide right. receivers get together and just work. And not right. like for a weekend in the Bahamas, because there's a lot of other things that go on that are, take your focus away from football. I'm talking about if they live near each other or even yeah. if they don't, they get right. together four or five times during the offseason, two or three times during that week, and they just work, running routes. Getting to know the you know the speed of the football, yeah, the angle to, of the football, you everything. Get, you get to know your personnel, not just know your personnel. You're in sync with them, right? So that's yeah. That, so that way, I know when to cover you. I know what your tendencies are. Brad, you in basketball, yeah. You oftentimes, if you were traded, you you you, you fall into a new offense. Mm-hmm. What is that like? And I know that a lot of basketball is freelance, and you're going off reactions and everything else. But, but are we make? Am I making more of this idea of chemistry is built through reps? Yeah. Or can you be traded in a basketball world, step on the floor, and just sort of get the feel right away? No, I think that basketball is basketball. The game is the game. But it is me learning you. Like there's there's something in sync with you that I'm going to learn that may be different from where I just came from. Right. Right. And so until I get that, then I know what. I can expect from you what you can expect from me, and then there's a there's a reaction that just takes place. It's organic. Like I know what I need to do. You're gonna gamble on defense, right? And when you get by, you know I'm gonna clean it up on the back side. <laughs> right, right, right. And, that, and and there's some of that in football too. Sure. Especially when when the pocket breaks down. This is where I think it's invaluable to get reps in the preseason. When the pocket breaks down, and now everybody's playing scramble football. Right. Where's my guy like to go? Does he like to come back to the line of scrimmage? Right. Does he like to go into the middle of the field? Where well, that like was something. Go? I mean, you think you, you think about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase last year, right? They yeah. played together in college, and, and, and it showed. And they had that feel for each other there. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I, I got to say though, I'm not. You guys, I feel like everybody here has been so panicked about the Browns' wide receiving room, and maybe a month into the season, you will be vindicated and you will be right. Right. I'm not saying I think it's awesome and that I'm completely comfortable with right. it. I'm saying we've got to see more. Like, Anthony Schwartz aside, like Amari Cooper, while not an elite one, is a good, is a good solid number one wide receiver, yes, right? He's absolutely. a good player. David Bell is a rookie. Like He's him. barely played, I do right? like what I've seen of him. If, like if he ends up being a good wide receiver, I'm not even saying a number one, just a good wide receiver, sure. which rookie wide receivers are more often, you know, these days making an impact right away, then I think they're fine. I think it could be – the concern is, do they have a number two wide receiver? I think their hope is David Bell will be it. We don't know yet. Well, now, again, a couple weeks in, we might look at David Bell. He's doing nothing. We're like, oh, well, my this God. Is, this is what I, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a three is completely you fine. Know what? I, I, this I is think what I think Njoku's going to be the two. I really I, do. I'm concerned about this. There's nobody to stretch the field here, right? Pizet, uh, well, it's um, supposed to be short. Well, well, here, well, here, let me just say to that. Bell, Bell <laughs> and Amari Cooper are possession, possession guys. They run great routes. You can see sure, that, right? Yeah. You can see that. There's nobody to stress the freaking field here, yeah. right? And we keep throwing to a dude who can't catch. Yeah, that's well, a problem. And and somebody pointed out to me uh, either last week or two weeks ago after we did a show, they said, you know, the reason that a a guy that can take the lid off a of defense is so critical for this offense is because we know they're going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. We we know that. So you want to pull safeties deep down the field, and if you're if if the guy that you have to do that 
isn't a major threat, then they're going to load up on the run and they're going to eight in the box there, and stop what we do best. No doubt there's truth to that. In the end, I think the teams that can run it great, that, that doesn't matter. I mean, Baltimore has no ability to throw the ball deep down the field. They run it well, and the Browns have done the same thing. I mean, the Browns, who, you know, the Browns didn't the really Ravens have that. The Ravens have threat. had that guy, though. I mean, they don't now. But because of Marquise Brown? Well, I mean, I mean who, yeah, he's you know, more, better than any option we have right now. I, but the Browns didn't have that option last year. I mean, unless you want to say it's Odell, but obviously it never played much of a role. It didn't play a role because they didn't go to Jacoby Brissett doesn't really have the ability to be throwing downfield, like deep downfield on a regular basis It anyway. didn't look like it. I mean, he's Saturday. just not that type of player. Yeah. And by the way, as much as everybody loves Jimmy Garoppolo, he ain't that type of player either. He ain't throwing deep down let's, the field Let's either. do this, guys. Let's, um, we're going to talk about the Carolina game for the next 10 shows. Yeah. We're going to yeah. talk about it a lot, Absolutely. so get used to it. But preliminarily, we now know who we are and what we have. And I haven't, I've only seen three quarters of the Panthers, so I'm really not, I'm not, I'm not going to make a strong opinion on that one way or other. I've read the game stories. I've looked at the stats. I don't know what they are. I don't know that anybody does. Uh, is your level, where are you on a confidence level? Ten is we're going to go in there and whip their tails. One is we're coming home with an L. Where are you right now? I'm at now? seven. I'm, I'm confident. But I'm listen, the game's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Yeah. The Panthers are a point-and-a-half favorite at home, which means the Vegas thinks the Browns are a slightly better team. Right. Right? So, I think it, it, with if, obviously if Watson was playing, I'd love the Browns to win easy. Uh, I on, on Twitter this weekend when everybody was going bananas about Brissett, I said, Calling my shot now. Browns win. Baker throws more picks than Brissett. Well, wow, you're already calling it then. So, yeah, I think the Browns are going to win. I think it's going to be a close game. Ultimately, uh, whichever team is losing in the fourth quarter is probably going to lose because I don't trust either of these quarterbacks to make a, a big drive to win a game. But for all this talk about Baker having a chip on his shoulder for this game, which he will, oh, sometimes yeah. that works against Baker when he gets too amped up. And number two, I think there's going to be plenty of guys in the Browns defense that want to give him an ass whooping in this game as well. Not because they hate him or whatever, just because sure. he well, used to win. be their guy. They, they want to win. win. Yeah. One to ten for you, confidence. So I've got a eight confidence the Browns are going to win. Oh, right. Okay. I'd say it's going to be a close game, but I'd say this is not about who did what in preseason, who did what, who here. Did, I, this is going to no. be run in the, in the rectangular box. Sure. Who wants it the most? Yep. And it, it, unlike, and I'll go back to when LeBron came back to Cleveland the first game with Miami, right, where I don't think the Cavaliers were ready to play, it's going to be a problem if you're not ready to play here. Because th we've had enough leeway time to be ready to play. Yeah, you better be and ready. And I will tell you what, <laughs> here, if we don't win this game in game one, in game one the avalanche is coming behind us, right? Because yeah. you want to start off on a good note. You don't want to go into this because this is going to open up a whole other door to say if Baker Mayfield comes in and has his way against the Cleveland Browns on yeah. that day. And they get a chance to get that 118 and one monkey off their back. That, I mean, that, I, I know that the players will tell you, we don't think about that. That's in the past. You don't think they want to break that streak? They want to be the team that, you know, that, yes. that gets over that hump? One to ten for you? I'm nowhere near as high yeah, as I'm these guys either. are. I'm not either. I would call it like a three or a four. Oh, that low? Yes. Okay. <laughs> there, you just said at 118. I think it's worse than that, isn't it, in openers? Well, I, I think they're 118 <laughs> and one in their last 20. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's such a horrible That stat. tells me McNuggets, right there. If you can find that, stats. let me know. I thought stats. they were 118 and one. Since they returned, they've won one opener. Then, right? got, then it's, that number's got to be worse because so, they came back right. in 99. They've won one opener since they returned. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to think. I thought I thought I saw 118 and doesn't, one recently. Doesn't matter. 
Um, but that would only be mm. 20 and, games. Uh, and obviously this team is far more that talented than They're 119-1 for the record. Okay, 119 yeah, 60 minutes of football, it doesn't matter. In, well, you could say it doesn't matter, doesn't but I got matter. 20 years of proof that it does matter. Uh, yeah. it does matter. And this team is far more talented, obviously, than a lot of the sure. teams that have been here in the past. And this is one of those games that is winnable, even though and, it's a road and game. And listen, I've been as hard on Baker as anybody in town. Bull and I both have just crushed this guy. Killed. He's not good enough. He only has to be good for one game. And, and we know had, he can do that. He's had two months to work on this one game. And to yeah. Bull's point, yes, yeah, man, I, we saw it in the I, Packers I, game I, where he got two amped up and he throws four picks. Yeah. But I just I think I think the Browns get, are walking I, into a trap. How much do you think Carolina. it will help Baker that he knows this defense so well? I think it helps a lot. I do too. I guess I look at it. But they know I, him I, I well. Look at it, I, look at it, I look at it from a different I look at it from a player perspective. I don't care about nothing you're talking about here. It's me and you. I see you on Saturday. That's what I'll see you. Okay. I don't care about what happened in the past. Don't tell me about what happened in 1962. I don't care nothing about that. I got 60 minutes, and you mind the day. That's it. You mind the day. It's on the road. Uh, hey, hey, I've yeah. been here. I, I, walk, so I, I walked was, into a venue. I walked into a venue, uh, Jay, that the Cavaliers are taking the Bulls out in the regular season 6-0. Chicago Tribune, when I got on the plane, were like, Bulls losing the playoff game here. This is going to be a quick series. They had never took them 20 years to recover after we got done with them. Because if I listen to what history said and what the stats said, yeah, I've been going I, I, home that day. I agree. Like it when you when you walk to, onto the field, you're not carrying. The I don't care nothing about that. Of but course. it is in the mind. And in my it mind, is, it, it is wasn't in, in my mind. Well, then, then you're superhuman. <laughs> it wasn't my mind. Then you're superhuman. Yeah, but this, but there will be the, some the, players. The, that, the, I mean, the, the all the, the players know about the this. Eleven other guys I was with, it was is not in their mind. Yeah. We coming here to get you. And and in your case, it was recent history. If they were six and zero in the regular season. Right. That's not ancient history. Mm -mm. That does apply because it's same players on both teams. Like th these are different players every year. When so you, yeah. you break I'm, camp, I'm, you have a different I'm counting roster. on Miles Garrett to be ready to go. Clowney ready to go. Denzel ready to go because this should mean well, they haven't played a snap, so no, they should no. be ready to go. It should, mean, it should be fresh. It should mean something to you. It should, it absolutely. Should mean something to yeah. you. I will just tell you there is a lot of pressure in that building. Oh, yeah. Are to win this game. I, yeah. There is a That's lot the of pressure. Thing. There's a lot of pressure. That's the best thing. No, this is different. No, yeah, it is this different is because different. there's a lot of pressure on Baker, too. There is. Yeah, there is. But, I, I but think you're going to say there's a lot of pressure. There's a ton of pressure to win this building because. It's the organization that made this decision. Yes. They took the chess piece in their hand yeah. and they made the bold this move. The right. But so now, risk reward. If it works, and obviously when they made the move, they didn't know they'd have Jacoby Brissett as their starting right. quarterback. But pressure does funny things. Yeah, it, 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 it bursts pipes and it makes diamonds. Yeah. We don't know yet. Well, I think we'll have a good idea of the makeup of this team. My, my dream scenario is they go in there and they win 35 nothing, and they come out and they're like, Who, who's next? The worst scenario. The worst scenario is... They get it handed to them, and now all of a sudden, those next three games that look like win, 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 or win, loss, win. So now all of a sudden, you're like, uh oh. So let me. The eyes are going to get. But here's what's funny, guys. Real quick, Brett. Here's what's funny is that, in reality, this one game doesn't vindicate or not vindicate of this course, trade. No. It's so no, stupid. Of course. But we will all react as if it does. It right. does. It 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 does matter. I mean, it's not like it does. Yes. Let me ask you. Can I just remind you? Does it was anybody there? The day Miami came in here with LeBron that day. Do you remember the video? Oh, I, I watched it. Moondog was, was in a bulletproof vest. This thing was at the, the fan base was at a frenzy level. I remember it was it ready all. to go. Yep. The only ones that weren't ready to go was the 12 dudes on the sideline. They yeah. sucked. They were not a good yeah, team. That team. And everybody left that venue mad as hell because they weren't ready to go because they weren't ready to meet the moment. 
Now, my well, they weren't a good team either. No, yeah, no, but, but no. I don't care if you You have to be ready to meet the moment. You're it was pro- David and Goliath. A, I don't care about that. You're a professional player. He doesn't Are care you ready about to meet the Let's moment? Let's go. That, okay, uh, before problem. McNuggets, before we do the ad reads, I'll just quickly say, I thought I was going to be low confidence man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a six, but an arrow down. It was an eight, even when I thought it was going to be Brissett. And then I saw things in Carolina, and I saw things in Cleveland, and now it's going down, down and now it's a six, oh, and the arrow's still going yeah. down. <laughs> I, I can't let myself imagine what happens if they lose. I can't. A, a worst case scenario. God. The Browns going to blow out to yeah. me. A worst case scenario is Baker to take him down the field. Game winning drive. Yeah, that <laughs> no, drive. that can't uh, happen. One thing he couldn't do here. That he happen. does it there. <laughs> that would be By the way, against the defense oh, that we Browns, pretty good about. The Browns, if they're going to keep the season alive and give the Watson a chance to make the playoffs, they've got to go at least three and one in these first four yes, games. I agree with that one hundred percent because this is where you this is where you collect wins. If they're yeah, two and two or worse, they're forget done. it. I, what, I agree me, with you one hundred percent because what, the back what, end of that eleven games forget is it. What impossible. Yes. So where is the team's confidence if they come in to take care of business in Carolina? It should be up here. Of course it, should it will. Should be up yeah, here. Of course it will. But right. to yeah. Bull's point, you can't exhale and be like, "Whew, we made it." You still have to go three and one in those first four, and you can't take your foot off the gas. No. You can't. No, they've got. I mean, I, I almost feel like they got to go four and zero if they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs. Four and zero, I'd be oh, feeling really happened. good. Yeah. What yeah. you got? I, I, I agree with you. That's not happening. Can I add one scenario to the worst case scenario? Oh lord. Rounds, well, Baker? yeah. <laughs> Is Baker escaping a Miles Garrett sack on a fourth and twenty, <laughs> like Eli Manning did yeah. in the Super Bowl, rolling out, completing a pass, and, and throwing and throwing the game-winning touchdown pass the, on that play? The storylines from that would be almost as delicious as the Bilt Bar I had. This Man, morning, stop thinking about that crazy nonsense. Was some of the best <laughs> breakfast I've ever had. I had the cookie dough chunk puffs, and I learned something about it. I, I actually got them this weekend. I got the nice shipment in. And I learned that not only are these Bilt Bars delicious. Didn't bring any for us. They're super healthy. Or healthy enough. 15 grams of protein, 160 calories, and they have, as the package says, synthetic proteins, which dissolve faster and better for you. So, yeah, if you're not eating Bilt Bars, you're missing out. And the best part? We'd like get, to be eating Bilt Bars. You, you didn't got, bring any we got, got the nice shipment. package got the in nice this weekend. <laughs> Listen, I only got two. So when oh, I get more of the, the full shipment, shipment we'll bring And you ate in. both. Well, I had one. I'm going to have one tomorrow. Or on Wednesday when I it's see. the next Bilt Bar read day. Okay. But you get 15% I don't off know. I don't if know. you go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN15. Before we bring in Tim, because Tim's ready, we have to do what the internet is saying because we asked the internet how they reacted to Jacoby Brissett's first preseason performance. And we got... Quite some good answers. Okay. As always, let's tell you about PCC Airfoils. Tim, we're getting you one sec. Don't worry. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, get full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. All right, no song today. we got to get to Tim. Let's go. Stop messing around. All right, so let's punch the tag board full here, Mike. Mike's first tag board nailed it. We asked the internet, in only one sentence, how would you describe your confidence level in Jacoby Brissett as the Browns' starting quarterback? And, Anthony, let's take the next one here. This is from Mark Moster. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That is the risky thing. It is risky to fart after eating Taco Bell. There's no doubt. <laughs> That's Tim Couch is laughing as well. I was going to say, I like it when you ask in a meme, because yeah. those are those are hilarious, that's but that's great. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Up. We're doing three words or less, five words or less. Okay. Seconds, yeah, that's some funny. Variation. No, I like that. All right, let's get to the next one, Anthony. 
<laughs> this was a more serious one. I think he'll be fine. But last night he proved he should have played in all three games, That's which wrong. we all referenced. And then last one before we get to Tim here. Dude's a meatloaf. I don't know oh, what it wow. means, but it made me laugh. So Dude, I decided it deserved D-O-D to be a D-O-D is meatloaf. What the internet is saying. He needs a spelling yeah. lesson. Hey, no, it's the cool way to spell dude these All days. Right, I've yeah, seen right. others do that on, online. Wow. All right, let's bring in Tim Couch. Tim, always He's great to have you on the program. Tim's uh, not meatloaf. Tim, we're doing the confidence meter, and I know we're two weeks out of the game. We're going to talk about this a lot. But we went around the horn on where are you in confidence. Ten, going into the Carolina game. Ten is they're going to go in there and hand Baker their lunch. One is we're coming back with an L. The range was eight, eight seven to seven, six, three, three, four. And I, I had them at a six, to but, the, I, but I, I, my arrow's going down. Where's your confidence yeah. meter going into this game? Uh, I'm probably about a five or a six. Oh my god! Right around, right around Come on, in baby. there. Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah. Brad's taking right, taking just, heat over um, here. Come on, baby. Yeah, I just I just worry about the Browns receiving core a little bit. You know, we see a lot of drops in these preseason games. I know Amari Cooper's not out there, but we see Schwartz, who are dependent on to play a major role in this offense, dropping balls consistently throughout the preseason. If you can't catch them in the preseason, how are you going to catch it when the intensity uh, picks up several notches when the regular season starts? And then also, Baker's playing really well, man. You, you From what I've read about uh, how his camp is going, what I'm seeing out of his preseason games, he looks healthy. He looks really good. So, I don't feel great about it, um, but, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we haven't seen the Browns out there at full strength with their offensive, um, you know, pro bowlers uh, and the whole team out there. So we'll see how it goes week one, but but I don't feel great about it going in to, uh, as, as we look at it right now. Tim Belichick said yesterday, actually, preseason, you can't read anything out of preseason. I've been screaming and yelling about this for, for years when I see other media members analyze preseason as if, like, I, I can't do it. You, you mentioned Cooper hasn't played, Hunt hasn't played, Chubb hasn't played. Right. Uh, some of their starting offensive linemen, their two best corners and their two best pass rushers. I just can't read that much into preseason. What do you think? It seems like you feel like you've learned something, at least from the Panthers. Can you really take something from the preseason and translate it to what it might mean in the regular season? Uh, you know, I'm probably with you. There's not a whole lot you can take from a preseason game. You know, it's just uh, – you know, like you said, you don't know who's out there. Are they playing with a full roster or there's guys just kind of, you know, piecing guys together, trying to get other guys some reps, some young guys, trying to see what they look like with the ones. So you really can't take a whole lot from it. But I also know that you don't want to see a guy that you're depending on to play a major role in your offense dropping easy catches in a That's preseason fair. game. You know, that, that is alarming to me. You know, I think, yeah. you know, that, that does concern me. I think you want to see a little better performance. Not that guys need to go out and look, you know, perfect in the preseason. Uh, but, but you do want to see them make those easy routine catches. And, uh, you know, if not, you're kind of like, hey, How's this going to look? You know when uh, when the regular season starts. So you just you just never know. Hey Tim, I see uh, I see UK keep doing your gear again. I see you got new fresh UK gear. But we'll keep keep it moving. Hey, season, uh, season starts on Saturday. Man. They're it's ranked in the, so aren't they ranked in the top twenty five? I think they're ranked, aren't they? Yeah. They, they are. They, they've got a great team coming back. Uh, some, a couple of really good pieces. They've got a quarterback who a lot of people are projecting to possibly be a top 10 pick next year, a guy named Will Levis. Uh, he's a transfer from Penn State. Uh, won 10 games here last year. Won a bowl game. Beat Iowa in the bowl game. So he's a heck of a football player. we got some really good young guys coming back. So should be an interesting season for us. All right. Uh, Tim, do you my, approve my, of uh, Will Levis putting uh, mayonnaise in his coffee, though? From what? UK not at all. UK not at all. Yeah, right, so, not at so all. We, we played golf the other day, and I had to mention that. I'm like, man, oh. what in the hell are you putting mayonnaise in coffee? <laughs> what was so, his answer? Disgusting. Yeah. 
He he says it's good. He says, you know, kind of don't knock it till you try it kind of thing. But I'm not going down that road, man. Yeah, I, there's no mayonnaise. I don't like mayonnaise very okay. much so, on anything, much so, less on coffee. So, so Tim, <laughs> Tim, let me ask, let me ask you this: If we get back to, to football here, uh, to me, it seems like the the Browns are at least one wide receiver short here, mm-hmm. and then the D line is 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 a problem. I don't see the interiors inside the D line looking like it's ready to go at all here. What do you see? Yeah, you know, I would agree with all that. There, there's always, uh, you know, there's a few pieces that you look at right now that's that's a little bit concerning. Obviously, they have uh, such a talented roster, and there's there's talent all over the field and, and pro bowlers and, you know, guys ranked within the top 100 in the league uh, on this team. So there, there's a, talent, a talented group of guys, but there are some areas for concern. But I think you could probably look at every roster in the NFL and say, well, nobody's strong at every every position. You know, you, know, you feel a little bit of concern about certain things, but – you know, I think uh, with the, you know, for me, it's just the wide receiver core more than anything. You know, I just don't understand where they're going to get the playmaking ability from in the passing game. And obviously, they're going to focus more on the running game with with uh, Chubb and Hunt, especially with uh, with Brissett in there early on. He's for the first eleven games, but still, you're going to have to make plays in the passing game. And guys are going to have to step up. Uh, you know, teams can really key on on Cooper. They can take him away. They can double team him. They can roll coverage to him. So other guys are going to have to step up within this offense. You know, so you're going to have to have the tight end step up. These wide receivers are going to step up, and uh, you have to have some um, running backs catching the ball out of the backfield as well. So uh, that, that's my biggest area of concern, and uh, so certainly want to see how they they're going to address that going into Week One. Tim Brissett got a lot of questions after the game about Anthony Schwartz, and obviously, the guy's not going to crush his receiver in the media. But in your time, right. have you ever played with a guy who couldn't catch herpes from a hooker? Oh, my oh, God. What do you mean guys are going crazy? Today? What do you do in that instance as a quarterback? When you wow. see a guy open in the field, do you pause before yeah. throwing it to him again? Do you, do you, do you hesitate? And can, is there anything you – I don't mean necessarily Schwartz can't. I'm just saying he there's guys at quarterbacks that play with it you know struggle to catch the ball. Is there anything you can do as a quarterback to rebuild confidence in a guy – and do you hesitate throwing it to him when he's open in the field the next time he's open? Well, I think you definitely hesitate a little bit. You know, I think, um, you know, you don't want to lose confidence in a guy too quickly, but there's no question about it. You're thinking, you know, if you see one-on-one coverage out there, you're thinking, I don't know if he's, if he wins this route, I don't know if he's going to catch it or not. So, uh, but the only thing you can really do is get with him, uh, you know, after practice, before practice and just catching extra balls and just, uh, you know, just making sure you, you, you know, you're kind of building him up a little bit, you know, that you haven't lost confidence in him, one of those kind of things. But, you know, the the more it happens though, you know, the, the easier it is to lose confidence and, you know, quarterbacks are going to go away from that guy. You know, if you can't trust him, if you think the ball's not going to be caught, um, you're just going to go find someone else to throw the ball to. Um, so that it, it gets to be tough after, after a while. But, you know, really there's not much, not much you can do about it. If they're going to put him out on the field and he, he's where your read takes you, then you got to hope he's going to catch the ball. But, you know, if it's, if it's not happening, you lose confidence pretty quickly. Well, let me tell you something, Tim. In necessary roughness, Scott Bakula finally threw the ball to Stonehands in the game against Texas, whatever the hell they were called, and he made the catch, yeah. Stonehands, yeah, and they came. That's what it is. Did you ever see that? Have you seen Necessary Roughness? Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah, I've seen Necessary Roughness. How yeah. was Scott Bakula as a quarterback? Did he uh, translate well? No. Did he look like a real quarterback or no? I'm with Jay. It's Hollywood, man. They, they, yeah. they, they, made, they made him look good when the, when the time was right. That's always the position in all of sports. Pitcher. Sandler. What about Sandler? Yeah, no, he didn't pull it off either. First of all, his pads were like like a linebacker. Burt pads. Reynolds. I think the hardest sports position in movies to pull off is pitcher, pitcher. in baseball. Charlie yeah. Sheen was a joke. His mechanics were a nightmare. Terrible. And and quarterback in football because Tim, you you can talk to this. The mechanics of throwing a ball properly. It's so hard to 
to teach someone that in real life. And now they're yeah. trying to teach actors how to do that. It's, it's not a good luck. No, it's not a good luck. I've seen some pretty disastrous attempts at uh, guys trying to teach <laughs> actors how to throw a football in a few months time so it, it never looks good uh, if you didn't kind of grow up you know throwing a football it's really difficult to teach a guy and uh, you, you can tell right away whether this guy had any football in his background <laughs> yeah. or not. you don't yeah. look like a real player tom Selleck in mr baseball did you ever see that uh i did he he pulled it off i thought kevin costner kevin costner played in college yes, for love of the game kevin yeah. was kevin yeah. was pretty damn good yeah um, Although draft day yeah. sucked ass. I know it was about the Browns. That yeah. movie was Eddie horrible. Harris in Major League was awful. Yeah. Guy, <laughs> oh, my God. That awful. was terrible. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought I she did. was okay. I thought, his, no, his, I thought mechanics were a too. mess. his mechanics were a mess. Yeah, Eddie. Uh, so, Tim, back to, back to football. Yeah. Um, we were talking about chemistry and how you develop it with players. And I, there's two schools of thought here in the preseason. That you leave, leave your stars at home. And then there's the Mike Tomlin school. Tomlin yesterday against the Lions played his starters on both sides of the ball for the entire first half. And yeah, DJ Watt limped off with an ankle and, and Deontay Johnson also got dinged a little bit. Neither injury is, is um, said to be serious. But is there something to be said for at least getting Cooper and Brissett some real under fire, as real and under fire as you can get in the preseason? All they're doing is working together in practice. I, that concerns me greatly. As a quarterback, are you concerned if when the real bullets start to fly, you see a guy in your huddle in a game that you haven't seen in a game yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably old school when it comes to this. You know, we used, to, we used to play a whole half, you know, in the third preseason game back in the day. All the starters did. So, you know, you had some of those game-type reps with everyone. And, um, you know, especially these guys are, are new to the system. You know, Brissett and Cooper are both guys that haven't been here. This is their first year in the system. So, I would love to see them out there in a preseason game and try to connect uh, in a game-type situation when the bullets are, are flying and, uh, you know, the speed of the game has picked up quite a bit from practice before, you know, you get out there week one. And like you said, Jay, you're out there in the huddle and, you know, you don't know exactly how this guy's going to come out of a route or if he's seeing the right side adjustments and hot routes and reading the blitzes and coverages the way you want him to. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I personally, I would love to see it in a preseason game just to get these guys acclimated a little bit. But, you know, some it's just like you said, everybody, they, these coaches do it differently nowadays. You know, some coaches are old school and they like to see their starters. And some guys just say, I'm not taking that risk. I'm not putting my guys out there that I know I'm going to need uh, once the regular season starts. Tim, hundreds and hundreds of players are going to get cut many of them will lose their livelihood forever in the next 48, you know, 24 hours or so. What is it like for guys in this time as you wait for those cuts? Oh, it's brutal. Uh, it's a brutal time, man. You know, I, um, I experienced that when I went to, uh, when I went to Green Bay. Uh, when I left Cleveland with, was with the Packers, I had a shoulder injury and uh, was getting ready to get surgery and, and everything like that. So I kind of knew that I wasn't going to make it because I'd played terribly in the preseason because I was injured. Uh, but it, but it's, it's, it's gut-wrenching, man, because, you know, it's your whole livelihood. Like you said, it's what you've worked your entire life for, and you're finally there. You're right on the doorstep, and, you know, you just, uh, you know, you hope you've done everything you can possibly do to make the roster, all, done all the preparation you can do, put in all the work. But still, at the end of the day, it's, it's still not enough sometimes, even if you've done everything the right way. It comes down to a numbers game sometimes. Uh, or wh whatever the situation may be. But, you know, you're always thinking in the back of your mind, I'm, I'm not only trying to make this squad, I'm trying to make all the other squads as well because whatever I put out on film is kind of my resume. And, you know, if I don't, if I don't catch on here, there's an opportunity for me to catch on somewhere else. But it's a, it's a gut-wrenching time, man. I know what these guys are going through right now. And uh, just, we just wish everyone the best of luck. Hey, Tim, the, the, the question for you. Check this out. You know, when is it time for a team to break off 
of somebody they, they had high hopes for. You know, you're a guy that you think is going to be turn out to a player, but at some point you carry it on for a while, you carry it on for a while, and then you have to, the team has to make a decision. Do I stay with um, what Schwartz. I think, or <laughs> do I stay with, or do I move on? And I, Schwartz comes to mind. Sure. And then Greedy Williams <laughs> comes to mind, because I see Greedy Williams, I'm like, okay, where's this dude that's supposed to be at LSU? That was supposed to be nice. It doesn't look too nice here, right? How long do we stay with that and, and eat up valuable roster spots and where I give somebody who, who I didn't think was going to make the team a chance to really maybe reduce some things. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. You know, I think it's all kind of individualized, you know, about like, you know, what where, where are you at in the roster at that position? You know, do you really need this guy? Can you give up on him? Do you feel good about who's behind him? Uh, you know, all those kind of things, uh, you know, factor into it. But, you know, you if you don't see it, uh, you know, after, you know, a couple seasons, you know, a whole entire off season and OTAs and training camps and preseason games, like, you know, if you don't see it, man, it's uh, it's probably not going to translate uh, out there when the bullets are for real in week one and once the season gets started. So, um, you know, you, you want to believe in guys, you want to give them every opportunity. But at the same time, if you're not seeing production, then you got to go in a different direction. Tim, where do you fall on Josh Dobbs? And obviously he's had a terrific preseason. He's taken advantage of every mm -hmm. opportunity he's had. But as Bull screams all the time, it's the preseason. He's going against twos. I look at a guy yep. who's made 17 career throws and say, how can you trust him to be a backup quarterback? You just don't have enough proof. Where do you fall on him? He's one snap away. I've been screaming for Jimmy Garoppolo for weeks. I'm tired of screaming about it. But do they need a veteran of some sort as a backup? Or are you comfortable? Have you seen enough out of Josh Dobbs this preseason to call him the number two? Well, it's, it's hard not to like what you've seen out of Dobbs. You know, and, uh, you guys have a great point. You know, he is going against twos and threes and guys just trying to make the team at, at times. So the competition level is not what it's going to be during a regular season game. But he has taken advantage of his opportunities and he looks every bit the part. You know, I mean, you know, to me, what I look for is how, how, how does he look within the system? Does he look comfortable, you know, calling the plays, getting in and out of plays? Is his read sharp? Is he getting rid of the football quickly? Uh, can he can he extend plays when it breaks down with his legs? Can he can he just make something out of it when nothing? is there and he show, he's shown all those things to me so far so uh but but you know like you said he hasn't shown he hasn't played much in in, in the real uh, in the regular season only 17 career pass attempts so you just never know what you're going to have once the once uh, the competition level steps up there uh, steps up there uh but he does show you know that he could be a, a valuable backup guy right now especially you know if they're not going to go in another direction bringing in a veteran i think that he is a guy that could you know hold it down for a game or two or here or there. But, you know, I don't think he's a long-term answer. But I, I do feel confident in him going out and, you know, possibly winning a game or two here or there just with his athletic ability, his ability to run and throw, and uh, and the comfort level that he, that he looks like he has within the offense right now. Tim, if the if the 49ers do cut, you know, Jason mentioned Garoppolo. If, if the 49ers do cut Garoppolo and the Browns were interested and let's say they signed him, you know, Wednesday, Thursday this week, Obviously, he can't play. Well, I mean, he could in theory play week one, but he's been he's coming off an injury and he hasn't been here. How long do you think it would take him to be ready to start for the Browns? You know, I think a guy like that could get ready pretty quickly. Um, you know, you could get him in the meeting room and just say, what do you feel comfortable with? Well, how do these plays translate into what you've been doing in the past in New England and San Francisco? Does any of this look familiar to you? Uh, you know, it's probably different terminology, but, you know, some a lot of these schemes and routes concepts are, are very similar. Uh, wherever you go, they just call it something different. So they could get him up to speed pretty quickly, uh, in my opinion. A guy who's had that many 
uh, he's had that, this much experience, uh, all the game reps, winning football games, going deep in playoffs, uh, taking a team to the Super Bowl. I think you can get a guy like that to, ready to go pretty quickly. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't know exactly what the, how, how many weeks that would be, but I think you could get him to where he's at least comfortable to go out there and call plays in a game and understand somewhat where he's trying to go with football. Jay, uh, for those that aren't familiar with the cap situation, because that would be a hurdle in bringing him in. Not if he, how, not if he were cut. If he were cut, signed. no, not this right. year, right? How, how, how does that work? What, what, what would they be looking at from a number standpoint, the Browns, and how likely is it that they could do that? They've got $50 million in space now. They're obviously trying to roll as much of that into next year sure. as they can. They're projected right now to be $30 million over the cap next year, so every dollar counts. I don't know. Could you get him for $8 million? Would Jimmy Garoppolo sign here for $8 million? I would million? think less, though, because he's got some guaranteed money, right? He has zero guaranteed. Yeah. Zero out of the 24. Oh, I didn't realize so that. So he's getting to... nothing when so the Niners. Oh, okay. Baker yeah, a took a story. small haircut to go to Carolina, and that made the deal possible. Right. But his contract was fully guaranteed. Baker's was. Yes. Jimmy which... has no guarantee. Right. No, no, no we're saying if he gets cut. Yeah, if he gets cut, that's my that's my scenario. Right, he's in no demand to ma- to be getting. Well, the a lot only of money. demand would be if Seattle wants to bring right. him in. Right, well, that's, right. So you could be bidding against. I just can't like imagine Seattle. How, I don't think Seahawks are going to war with no. Geno Smith. I don't think there's any way yeah, they, they do that. They stink, See, I think so. they I do because I think they they want their next guy. Tim, you can weigh in. I think Seattle's made it clear they want one of these college quarterbacks. So yeah, they're, they're willing to take their so they're going to tank. Year. They're going to well, tank. maybe then we would be bidding against ourselves it, for Jimmy. But G. how much yeah. does Jimmy really want to come here? And I don't know the answer to that. I've tried to find out the answer to that, and I can't tell you because it's not a full season. And really, Tim, the way I look at it, I want Jimmy for weeks five through eleven, when it's the when it's Justin Herbert, when it's Tom Brady, when it's Lamar Jackson, when it's Joe Burrow. The Browns are going to be outgunned at quarterback pretty much every game on the schedule, but some are worse than others. And if you just look at that stretch from from five to eleven. You were talking earlier. It, w- it wouldn't take him very long to get up to speed. I think it took him a month from the time the Niners traded for him until they actually put him on the field. So get him ready for October for me and, and let him go up against that stretch that I was just talking about beginning when the Chargers come to town. I mean, that's a huge difference in, in quarterback ability. I've said it before. Jimmy's best season – I'm sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo's worst season in quarterback rating is better than Jacoby Brissett's best season. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, I would totally agree with that. I would be on board completely with that situation where you bring him in now and groom him for, for those games, get him up to speed, and surely you can get Jimmy Garoppolo ready to go uh, by, by that point in the season where he's able to go out and feel comfortable in the offense. And, you know, I would feel much better going into those games, just like you said, against those quarterbacks he's going to be facing. At least with Jimmy G, you got a guy that, uh, that is a proven winner in this league that you feel like you have a fighting chance when you go face some of those teams uh, during that part of the schedule. Tim, two weeks now um, between the end of the uh, preseason and the start of the regular season. It, it, it used to just be, you know, regular season started one week after your final preseason game. How do you think that changes things for the players? Are they are they installing more of an offense at this point? What's going on in the next two weeks? Well, I think the biggest thing is you get to get guys a little bit, you get get guys healthy, guys that are dinged up a little bit throughout camp, and you know guys have suffered some injuries throughout the preseason. You get an extra week to to get those guys healthy and get them back out on the field, get them feeling fresh, and then you get uh, get the guys get up to speed a little bit. You know, you get more repetitions during practice. Obviously, uh, with Brissett and some of these guys, you want to get as many reps as you possibly can going into that week one. So I think they just use it as that. You know, get guys healthy, get some guys a little more experience within the systems, and uh, you just hopefully everyone's. You know, firing on all cylinders come week one. You were part, uh, small part of, of this cloud over the Browns organization that is one nineteen and one in season openers. 
since the since the the Browns came back in '99. Obviously, for you, you you didn't have to worry about that, but you've been part of teams where you knew when you played Alabama what what <coughs> Kentucky's record was against Alabama for all those years. Um, how much are players thinking about that when they take the field against Carolina? We haven't won, we've won one season opener in the last 22 years. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's, they've only won one season opener in the last 22 years. I, I didn't realize that, that, that it was that number. I knew it wasn't very many, but I didn't realize it was that. So, but I, I don't think a lot of these players really care, to be honest with you, Jay. I think their 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 way of thinking is, hey, I wasn't part of that team, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago or five years ago. This is a whole new a uh, whole new team, a fresh start. So I think guys probably look at it more that way. And, you know, as players, you just feel so confident uh, every week that you're going to go out and win the game, uh, no matter what the past says, what the what the uh, history of the team says. So uh, I, w- I wouldn't think guys play very much into that uh, at all. I think it's just more of a, you know, they're so focused on what they have to do to win a game. They just, that's all they're really concerned about is going out and well, what do they have to do to go beat Carolina? They are thinking about Baker, though, on the other sideline. Oh, they're definitely going to think about Baker. Yeah, and I'm sure Baker's going to give them some material to think about him even more as the week goes on leading up <laughs> no to doubt. the game. So That's his yeah, I can't wait for that one, man. Oh, All right. I can't wait. Hey, Thanks, Tim, Tim, when we see you next, we'll be in game week officially. So have a great can't week. Wait, we'll guys. see you next Monday. Awesome. Yeah, that's when it really right, gets, sure. gets fun. Right. See you guys. Tim Couch with us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Yeah, I, I would expect that. Uh, I think it's something that's in their mind. It's way in the back. They're not thinking about it. They're thinking more about we get to go take a shot at Baker. Yeah. And he also mentioned Anthony Schwartz. You know, when I asked him about, um, you know, what can you read for the preseason, he agreed that you can't read much. He said, but if a guy can't catch a routine ball, that is something that's concerning. In the preseason, how is he going to catch it when there's more intensity? The concern over Anthony Schwartz's ability to hold on to the football, that's a legit concern. Yeah. There's no doubt. Let's talk about Schwartz because I I will say that I I feel slightly better. I think this is what they're going to do as they go into the season. David Bell looks like a competent NFL receiver to me. Absolutely. He runs nice routes. Um, he has good instincts. He catches the football. He does all the things that you want your number two to do. But as I think more about this, guys, I think that the Browns paid Ninjoku what they did because they know that his role in this offense is going to be even greater than we've seen at any point in the past. You've great. got a quarterback whose average passing attempt in the NFL for his entire career is five yards. That's bad. It's bad. <laughs> and and we saw that when he was in there. He's right. 4.7 the other night. Two, yeah, so it's consistent with what he's right. done for his career. It's two steps right. out, which is fine. But the problem with that is your practice. strength is your run. And if you can crowd that area in the line of scrimmage, you now make it difficult to do what you do best. So he is who he is at this point, Jacoby. You're not going to change him. But I think that they're going to see a lot of balls go to Njoku. And... That's why this organization decided to write that big check. Well, He's I, more important to them now than ever. I told you that they are a wide receiver away. They're a threat. The wide, other wide receivers are a threat. They have to have another threat to neutralize on the other side because they know that they've got the backs in the field in the backfield that they they may be prone to more running the ball, so they got to kind of stack it a little bit. What I see in Schwartz is that's why I asked him to couch the question. Sometimes an organization, because they wasted a high pick on somebody will stay with you longer just yeah. to prove to themselves. Particularly when you're the guy that, that made the pick. Right. That that my guy was not wrong. <coughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry. From what I've seen here, nothing gets Ashley Schwartz, right? Something is wrong here. There's a problem. 
Yeah. There's a problem here. I wouldn't cut him yet. I get what you're saying. I think teams are sometimes afraid to cut guys, but it's only been one year. I, but I could see them cutting him next year. I'm not cutting him now. As bad as he's been, he was bad last year. He was, year. what, a third rounder? Yeah. Don't you have to give him two you years, you got to give Jason? him at least two years. Like, I, I, I understand. And by the way, David Njoku, who you're talking about having more of a load, he had a huge drops problem, and he improved last year. He did. Great. You know? But it seems like... There's something I know. Wrong. I know if it looks like a duck, it walks like a duck. It's, I don't have a ton a of. I don't have a ton of faith that he can turn that around. But I would give him one more year to try. I, I think. I think I'm inclined. Yeah. To go your route too, but to Tim's point, I was interesting. It was interesting to hear him say that. I, I've heard a lot of other quarterbacks say that too. When when he drops a ball in a key spot, it's almost like he's ineffective out there now. Yeah. It's like you're without a receiver because if he's if he's reluctant to throw the ball into that area of the field then you gotta change you gotta move on yeah you're a golfer let me equate this to what this is he has the yips yeah yes it's in his head yeah Yeah. i think think you're right i think he has the yips and when people get the yips you know how hard it is to get out the yips (laughs) it's not easy i've had them i'll take it back to last year schwartz is the one that got baker injured initially because he quit on the route against the texans they picked the ball off and baker separates his shoulder now it's well, not nobody Schwartz's forced fault. Baker to. Make I was a just going to say that it's yeah, not Schwartz's yeah, fault yeah. that Baker's trying to make a tackle. His mistake but led all, to the injury. Absolutely, Baker should have been smart enough and to avoided contact to get out of the way. Yeah, I, I said it's all on Baker. I can't blame Schwartz for that. But you're right. His mistake in that spot is a, a mistake that you make once with a quarterback because now he's not. He's less likely to go back there. Yeah, he's got to be wide open now for him to get the football. It's, and in the NFL, separation is a step. You know, nobody's yeah. getting three, four steps right. yeah. behind anybody. I was in Ohio State. I would equate it to no. basketball. Guys who played with LeBron knew if you miss it, yeah. he ain't coming back right away. You <laughs> That's, <better>. right. <laughs> That's one of many. We ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. I, I keep going back to the golf. It's the putting. The yips. Yeah. When you have it, you're, it's here now. Because, I mean, he's hitting him in his hands. I know. These are like, this is not like a bomb. Right. This is right here. Yeah, and it's now it's going through your and he's here in the chatter. So yeah. you would you'd cut him. As soon, as soon, you'd release him. Well here in this case I can't fix it because I, I'm a short window here with this team. Am I going to give up a spot to somebody that can't help what me? What if you practice squat him to get his attention? I don't even well, think another team could sign him off your practice. Yeah, squad. you're right. So yeah. be it. I mean, here, you know, but I, mean, I still I, wouldn't do essentially it. Release I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen because there's no way Andrew Barry is ready to. He hasn't raise cut his any of his this. draft picks. No, I mean, it's going to happen eventually, of course, but usually the the GM knows, and and they still see something in him, obviously, or they would have already made that move. So release him, yes or no? Would I release him? Yeah. Absolutely. You would. Absolutely. I'm with Bull. I don't cut him. I'll give him another year. And I I think I'm with you guys, too. Here's the thing. Who are you bringing in that makes you feel better about the offense? Right. Somebody. (laughs) Somebody. Well, they don't fall out of the sky. You know they don't. They don't. Well, here's, there's a number of guys sitting on the side. I don't care if you. But nobody old. wants them, obviously. I, I, I don't, or care, if by now. I don't care if you're old. Yeah. And you could be young and the thoroughbred you want. You yeah. can't catch. Well, to your point, you just said something that I want to ask Jason yeah. about. You said, well, nobody wants these guys, or they would have signed by now. I think the next week is going to be wildly active because there are guys that are on the sidelines, specifically because I don't want to go to camp. I'm, I'm nine years in. I'm ten mm-hmm. years in. I don't want to go to camp. I'm wait until it's over, and then I'm going to pick a team. Also. The makeup of all 32 teams is going to change in the next 48 hours. Sure. And yeah. we don't know yeah. who's yeah. going to be available. We don't know who's going to be on this but roster. I, but I'm going to tell you this. It's just like when Beckham went to L.A., right? 
Now, people, when he left here, people were like, he washed up. He didn't have nothing left in the tank, right? You still had to respect him on that side. They still had to pay attention to him. Sure. Right? Now, you got Schwartz out there. Ain't nobody paying attention to him. Not yet. Not yet. You know, he, you got to do something before you get a lot of focus on the defense. And that's what scares me. You, you do need two receivers. You do need a guy that can take the top off the defense. Yeah. Otherwise, this team is going to see eight in the box from the time they step off the bus yeah. until the time they get on the plane. Yeah. And that scares the me. The Ravens played nine. I know they did. Year. And they were nine. they were basically looking at Baker Daring saying, you. throw it. We know you can't yep. throw it. Yep. So we're going to stop what you want to do. What do you think they were saying when they got to the line? You think they were screaming that across the line? We're coming. Sure they yeah, were. I'm not moving. Even if they weren't, their verbal, <laughs> their nonverbal communication was, we're yeah, coming for I've you. I've never seen nine I had neither. until last year against I'm consistently, you'd see nine at a goal line yeah. or fourth and one. Yeah. But they just at said, Baltimore. this is what we're going to do, yep. and we don't think that you're good enough to beat us. And they were right. And they were, they were right. Mm-hmm. What they, Baker was terrible in that game. Yeah. Well, and you can say that about a lot so, of games. So, yeah. again, and, and it's nothing against Andrew Berry. You can you – can, do all this, the prep and uh, preparation behind the scene. Think you got a target on a guy? Just don't pan out. You don't you know, get everybody I have, right. I have more respect for the general manager that will cut a guy after he's seen enough. Because, yeah. like in Bill Belichick's world, he knows when to pull ripcord. Yep. And a lot of times he's yeah. pulled ripcord on guys. He did it here in Cleveland. Diminishing skills. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, he cut the great Bernie Kosar, and everybody was like. What in the world yeah. just happened? It shook the ground in Northeast right. Ohio. And he's he, not drafted well. The Patriots have not drafted particularly well in recent years. He's gotten no, really I think quickly. he needs his genius. Especially a wide renewed. receiver. Especially they've drafted so many bad wide receivers. But even like I know as a fan, like I was, you know, my buddy James Rapine. Do you know James? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he covers. He writes. He's a beat reporter for the Bengals. And I'm like, I'm saying to him, Bengals should cut their second round pick from last year. Second round pick was an offensive lineman. He sucks. He's he's a bust. Schwartz was third. They right? should cut third, him. Third, third round, round pick. Yeah. yeah. How fast do they move on? A different regime. Yeah. Austin Corbett seemed to be out of here pretty quickly. Wasn't yeah, that boy. one year? He was traded. He was traded. He was traded. But yeah. I think it was after one year. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I mean, just on the eye test, I remember seeing him. You know, everybody's looking at the first couple of first-round picks, second-round picks. I remember watching him three or four days in, at, in training camp going, how did they miss on this? This guy does. He can't do it. Yeah, His but he's played was well though. He has you know what? He has his. He has. He's with a new team now. Yeah, he's he just went somewhere again. else. But he played well in you know and, Carolina. Wonder, he's in Carolina. I, I, he is in Carolina. Yeah. You're right. right. I wonder. I wonder if sometimes it takes a guy. Yeah. You, you could might be able to speak to Absolutely. this. Sometimes it takes a guy having the fear of his career ending put into him. Before he wakes up and says, I got to do stuff I'm not doing. Well, I you, work harder. You have that, and then you go to a system where the pressure's less pressure on you to do here, and you just kind of evolve into a better player. And 